0: Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. So says the Lord, you've come to this place. You've been searching for me. In this week, we'll meet with you, says the Lord. I am He who is in your midst. Yes, even the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the God of glory would make visitation in this place. But many will say to themselves, I don't think I'll go tonight. For in the shallowness of their commitment, they will miss out on the anointing of the Holy Spirit that I'm about to bring in this place. For I will empower you, says the Lord. I will strengthen you with my mighty right hand. I will empower you by my Spirit, says God, because you've been bought by the blood of the Son of the living God. Every knee shall bow before my Son, says the Lord. Every tongue shall confess to my glory, says the Lord to you in the this night. Know this tonight, that I've left for myself a holy remnant in this nation. Know this tonight, this will be a place of the move of my spirit. For before the coming of the great day of the Lord, before I come to fetch my people, yet once again there will be an outpouring of my spirit even upon this land. I will ignite a fire. Yes, the fire that burns even in your hearts right now. Even if you feel it. This night, says the Lord, even now I'm touching people and healing them from pains and things like that, that the enemy has brought upon them. As it is written, how God went about doing good and healing all who has been oppressed by the devil. Tonight I break down the gates of hell. Tonight we advance, says the Lord. You will be on the forefront. Of a new revival. And a move of my spirit. Thus saith the Lord. Give the Lord a praise offering. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to give the band a little break. And tell everybody to sit down now. Good evening everybody. I pray Father. That you will perform your word. For you watch of your word to perform it. And I thank you, Lord, that your power is present. And even tonight, there are people watching us. And we pray that they will be inspired and they will find great inspiration of what I'm about to share with your people. So may they, in this, understand that you, Holy Spirit, Spirit of God the Father, God the Son, Holy Spirit, you're the Spirit who was, the anointing that was, the anointing that is, and the anointing that is to come. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we pray tonight, come into this place and manifest your presence in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Now, let us just read a little verse here before we minister in the Spirit or do anything. Um, I need to read here. Isaiah 10 and 27. One single verse, but there is a very important verse that will come in from the New Testament, but that in a few moments' time. Isaiah 10, 27. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder, and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing, or the anointing oil, the shemen, from which we have Mashiach, or Messiah. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Now, having said that, um, I want us to go into our Bibles to Colossians 1 and 24. Colossians 1 Now I rejoice in my sufferings for you. And fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me. For you to fulfill the word. The mystery, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches. Of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amplifying. That is the mystery, verse 26 which was hidden from angels and mankind for the ages and generations, but now has been revealed to his saints, God's people. Verse 27, Amplified. God, in his eternal purpose, chose to make known to them how great for the Gentiles, for the Gentiles, are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in and among you tonight? Tonight. And may God give it every night that we celebrate Pentecost. Can you say amen? Christ in and among you, the hope and the guarantee of realizing. The glory. Okay. Now, there is perhaps another verse, which just one verse here, Ephesians 6 and 10. Ephesians 6 and 10. This here is a mystery verse, and a very powerful one as you go there. And uh, I think... If I just quickly turn over the Amplified to be there also, should I feel to give that rendering of the word. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Up to there. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord, draw your strength from him, and be empowered through your union with him, and in the power of his boundless might. Now, having said that, I going to make sure that I have covered whatever I want to cover here. We talk about the anointing. Now, from the earliest days, now I need to tell you this because many of you won't hear this again. But from the early days, because I represent a generation that has come to an end and the Lord has spared my life so that I can tell things that are now lost except you are a long-standing Pentecostal and you' have studied these things as I have done. Um, <clears throat> it was a time. Now you know what I'm going to do now. I like doing this these days. And Jesus sat down in the boat, and he spoke to the multitudes. How's that? Give the Lord a praise offering right there. <laughs> Amen. Not because my legs are tired, not so whatsoever. (laughs) It's just nice. Amen. Well, here we are by the fireplace. The fireplace. You know, when I was um, in the 60s, this would take me back to high school years, towards matric in the early 60s. He was a man, I want to tell, tell you about this. You get get the thrust of where this is coming from. The anointing. And uh, this man uh, was ministering. And so my elder sister, she's eight years older than me, uh, and her husband, they said, well, you see that man there, at the Rand Easter, the old Rand Easter showgrounds. There's an evangelist there. This man, they say, is working the miracles of God. He's an evangelist. Now, I didn't even know the difference in those days. I was just a schoolboy, but I was already uh, a Sunday school teacher. But I didn't know nothing. I remember that there was, in my early days, those same years, there was Pentecost, in the town hall of the city of Benoni, and I went there, and there was a special speaker, and he spoke, some doctor or some professor, some man of renown, but he spoke on the day of the preparation and the day of the Pentecost, and he made absolutely zero sense. I thought, why am I even here? Because I sat at the top, of the gallery watching down on the platform. is right here in front of me. I'm looking down and I thought, so what is this? And he's talking all sorts of other things. But in uh, the event of going to the Randy's, the show, and I heard that this man worked miracles and my God was with him and I went out there. I don't, I don't think he's still alive. But he went there and uh, there was a crusade. There's uh, like a like a pavilion there, and they used to do all sorts of horse jumping and things there at the time of the Easter shows, but this is not Easter time, and he's there, and they got, and he get there. Now, to me, there was only an organ. I mean, that was the holy instrument, you know? If it's not an organ, then it's not holy. <laughs> so, with this staunch outlook as a deacon, I was going around also as a deacon doing some deeking Deacons have to deek, you know. But, you know, as, as somebody very committed in those days, even when I my other years, always had a Bible with me and prayed, but I went. We walked down into the old showgrounds. Now it's Witts University property, and we walked in there, and there was this guy, and he was ministering there. First thing I noticed is that there is a band. Now I'm looking for the organ, but there ain't no organ down there. Then I saw some guitars. Oh, you know, you do things like that, play a guitar. Then I noticed that there was somebody really going with a piano, and I thought, "What is this?" And uh, they're doing all sorts of things here, and their songs completely foreign to me. They're doing what you just did here tonight in the church. Give the Lord a praise offering right now. <laughs> Amen. They didn't have any idea of what they were doing. Now here's the point. Finally, this man came forward, and uh, he now ministered. Now he's a totally unknown quantity. I don't know. I don't think he's living still. But um, when he walked forward, and he was introduced, I looked at a man who was like as thin as a wreck in that time. I I thought he's very pale. He looks bony, thin. Didn't know a thing about fasting and prayer. Me. Never heard of it. Didn't even think about fasting and prayer. Didn't even think about what you call a fasted lifestyle. Didn't know those things at all. But I just thought, the man is like what we say, as thin as a rake. He stepped forward. He summoned. He gave his message. But I thought to myself, You know, just a lot of stuff and I'm not quite with the man. And um, I'm looking and suddenly he stops after a while and um, he makes an announcement. Now this I've never seen in my life before at that time, never. He makes an announcement and he says, Now everybody, everybody who has, shortened arm or a shortened leg or a curvature of the spine or shoulders that are skew or whatever, I want to pray for you, then come forward. Now you need to understand my school years. My best friend at school was a man called Professor Voter van Wurffen, and from Pretoria University in zoology. Uh, He made a mark in the world of wildlife, for sure he did. I mean, he's a walking dictionary of those those wildlife and animals and everything else in Africa. And uh, he had a sister, she was a wonderful, wonderful girl in those days, but she had polio. And the polio caused her to have like a malformation of the legs. You know, what polio can do is a dangerous thing. Polio is very bad. We had the polio outbreak, Yanni, you will remember those days. And everybody was walking around. We even carried garlic around our necks in those days. I'm telling you now. Those old people of those days, they made what they called the bura rata. You know, just, you know, the medicine that were around, just grab it and go. So now we had all this little bag with knofel, garlic around. the. Oh my, how nice it was to step into a classroom like that and everybody's wearing a little bag. And we went to church like that. Until they came along with that little drop that you put on your tongue, and that would be the end of it. But it caught many people, and it resulted in malformation of legs, limbs, arms, whatever. He says, "Come forward," and I want to pray for you. So they came out. Now I tell you what—it's serious if that takes hold of people—that polio. And I'd never seen a thing like that in my life. Not like every guy always with with my friend, Voter, and myself. We always saw his sister. She was a very nice young woman, lady. She was older than us, and very friendly. And um, he called the first person out. Now, I'm I'm not talking about a leg that grows like that, like an inch. Dr. Dennis, you talk about Christ's orthopedic surgery here. I stood there. I looked with my own eyes. And he made one prayer. He started with the people with the hands. Give your arms, stretch them out. Like Jesus said, stretch out your hand. And I saw these arms. I mean, they were very short, very short. And lo and behold, in my own sight, I mean, I could see this is awkward. And then I would see how that arm just grew out to the same length. It was exactly the same. Now, at that moment in time, I wouldn't talk to nobody around me. Because it was my first experience of the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit at work. He took them one after the other like that. Then he took the legs. Same story. Those legs were in a condition because of the days of polio and the havoc that had wreaked there. And those people, one after another, this thin little, rake thin little man with a pale skin, and uh, he was almost like at those days, he would go to Pretoria also, but in those days, I looked at him and I thought, you look unhealthy. But on the contrary, heavy fasting going on there, huge prayer going on there. I saw those miracles happen like that. I was very quiet on the road back home. It stunned me. You know, it left me, actually, it left me with one thought. That thought was like, God is real. You know, I walked around and said, God is real. This, 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 this is God. I, I mean, nobody can do that. Never seen it before. God is for real. This is it. See? And... um, I would go through a period. He afterwards went, afterwards went to Pretoria and then Morden and them see, saw him also there, Maud's father and them. That's now many years ago. But um, then that, that period went by. 20 years later, I would again be busy with getting ready for ministry and everything else and studying, going around, and now I'm on fire for the Lord. 20 years later, I'm studying at the AFM Theological College. And I'm chairman of the SABC Christian Society of that day. And I'm just, you know, now there came a man out from America to preach here. At that time, Ray McCauley. He's actually distantly related to me. Okay, his his grandmother was my sister's godmother. It was like family things. It's a connection in the family. Yeah, I'm like second cousin there. And his father, Jimmy, used to, Jimmy and, and me, his father, used to meet regularly and talk family, family talk, and how's it going with this one? So in those days of Ramah, there was a night that there was a speaker. And um, now I, I heard about this. Somebody came and told me, and we went off to Ramah now. It was a visiting speaker. Lo and behold, there it is again. This man came through, and I'm telling you, it was what we would say in worldly terms, fireworks. It was the work of the Holy Spirit. Now various miracles were taking place. There's even at one point also a man walking up to me and saying to me, God has anointed you with power, and in fact, it'll sweep away the enemy of the darkness. I'm talking about evil spirits, like a broom away in front of you. Remember that night? And I didn't know the next thing, but this is God at work. Now I begin to see people moving in the prophetic ministry. So in those days, I turned so on fire because, let me tell you now, I'm going to talk old Pentecostal. how many of you are old Pentecostals? Don't be shy about that, wave with your hands if you are. Now you need to be proud of this, but you know, we are old Pentecostals used to say, there were things that those old Pentecostals did. There were um, things that they said, I'll explain in a moment's time, sayings like this, you can have, let's take three ministers of world renown. Let's say, for example, we take the most, best speaker, white, Billy Graham. Most people say Billy Graham, top speaker. Now, Billy Graham used to say, the best orator is Bob Mumford. There's another one. And um, then there was another one, which was totally formidable, and I can mention more, because these things are part of my whole culture, It's the way I think. And there was another one called Otto Roberts. There's Billy Graham, there's Otto Roberts, and there is Bob Mumford which of the three would you go to? They went in their droves to Old Roberts. In his life, 40 million people were saved. He impacted the people not only with his preaching, but his anointing was so powerful that he worked miracles of, of just, I mean, I have videos of these men. I have studied them from every corner. This man was a miracle worker. Just exactly like it was in the time of Jesus. He didn't, the Bible says he didn't lift up his voice. But he spoke with authority and power. And when he did so, of course, he went about doing good, healing all. Those multitudes, healing all. They came from everywhere. Here is my philosophy, my understanding, my motive, my everything about the anointing. They wanted to have one thing, exposure to miracles, signs, and wonders, and they were hungry for the power of God, those old Pentecostals. I tell you, they went miles for that. I mean, there were some of those that we would say Pentecostal tannies, aunties. Man, they would cut like a hot knife through the butter in their prayers. They would go through the night. I had one aunt like that, Aunt Sarah. My goodness, that woman could pray. She was an intercessor. I, you know what, then if you take, you're going to take any speakers, three speakers, and I will put, let's say, A.A. Allen in the middle, with Billy Graham on the one side, and let's say Derek Prince on the other side. Who do you think, where would I be going? A.A. Allen, you you better know, know it. There's not even, I wouldn't even ask. I mean, I would say, just what time are we going? What time are we going? What time are we going? I want to go there now. I want to go there. Because the miracles that took place there were second to none, and I've seen them. Unbelievable stuff. I mean, they wheeled people in from the hospitals with hospital ambulances, and they would go past the front, and as they wheeled them in, he would take them. There's one woman that came there. And they always had a blanket over them because they patients now. And they came into the, this big tent with at the time of, of A. Allen. And, and, and he would just be there and he would, he would sp- speak a few words. Now, who are you? Where are you from? This, that, the other. And uh, then, uh, then he says, I notice you've got shoes on. You've got church shoes on there. He says, do you mind if I lift the blanket? She says, no, by all means. He lifts it up and there she's got full clo- clothes on like going to church. He says, but why are you dressed for church? You're in a bed. Yanni, why were you dressed like that? She says, I'm going to get off this bed now. She was paralyzed from here down. Total para- paralysis. She could, she could not even do that. She could just speak. That's the only thing that was left for her to do. She says, tonight I'm getting off this bed. And I remember Easter. I watched them all, how they prayed, this was my prime study for many years. Watch them all, how they prayed, and I would look at A. Allen, he would say, Oh, God, tonight. Tonight. Heal this dear woman. You've seen her tears. You've heard her cry. Heal her now. And he would take her arm. She'd lie in the bed. That is what I'm talking about now. And he would take an arm, and lift it in the air, and it just fall back again. And he says, oh God, in Jesus' name. Lift her hand, stay up. And then he says, in Jesus' name. Other hand goes up. And then the next moment she just starts going like this. And the next moment she sits up in the bed. And the next moment she's off that bed. Dr. Dennis, is amazing stuff. She's off that bed. And here's this, this woman, and she's, she's dancing. You know, like we said in the old Afrikaans language those days, <laughs> you know, and they just went, you know, there is victory before me in the blood of Christ, my Savior. They got them out of that bed like that. I have a book there, highly protected one, called The Secret of the miracle working power of God by A. A. Allen. How he fasted, how he prayed. All of them would fast. All of them would pray. Now among, I remember I told you about the old Pentecostals, they had a saying. Well, we would go, and you know, you, you get people that were anointed for a season, and doctrine is they lose it for some reason or they just get worldly or them. maybe there's something not right and they lose it. They lose it. And then they preach. They preach beautiful sermons. But you know what we used to say? You know what we used to say? We used to say, they're flat. We used the English word. We said, he's he's flat. You know? You remember those days. Lynn. Melchior. Amen. He said, well, I, you know, I'm going to say it I'll repeat it in English. Well, you know what? He had a nice sermon, but he's flat. Because the power of God was no longer there like Samson, that he wished not that the power of God had left him. They start compromising. They fall in love with worldly things. They fall by the wayside Yeah, in the south of Johannesburg. Here's another man that died. He was also uh, an evangelist in the days of my high school days. And Voter, my friend, and I used to stop there with the bicycles and heard those Pentecostals have church. And then we, we used to know about this particular, I won't mention names, evangelist. And he had huge meetings, huge meetings. Clarksdorp. He, he, he was a musician, and he'd play a concertina, and he would just play with a stand and play, "Jesus is the sweetest name I know," and he would play that on that concertina, just like that, just go like that. And he's all the same as his lovely name, and he plays it, and he, only with music, and he sat out and he cried while he did so only able to play and the power of God come down then we had messages in those days that they would say do you know the power of God is so heavy here now in Clarksdorp that the people are lying on top of each other that that deep that deep it's chaos I've seen it too in my ministry out there at Maranatha Park I've seen it too that there's not place for nobody to go nowhere they just fall on top of each other I've seen it also at Barclay West same thing people hit by the power of God some people speakers of note on this planet and but they flat but they flat and you see these Some of them even deny that miracles even exist. Having done so yesterday, seen the power of God, and now say no more. See? Now, in um, 2 Kings, we read the story of Elijah and Elisha. And um, we see that This man, Elisha, received such a powerful anointing that even after his death, that when they threw a man, as the Midianites were attacking, into the place where they buried him, when he touched the legs of the prophet Elisha, he came to life again. I call that, and you'll become familiar with this now, I'm going to call it here and explain it more. We used to call that the resident strength. Okay. The resident power or the resident anointing. The word is resident. The abiding. The resident. It's there. See? So, when in those days, Elijah and Elisha walked across the Jordan River and of course Elijah filled all the ticks positive, you know, if you have a tick box and you fill in the list of requirements, all of it done. Now Elijah is going to depart up into heaven. So suddenly Elijah turns on the other side of the Jordan River and says, Now, ask, you may ask, what would you have me do for you? And then he looks at him and he says, Elisha Yahomer Shinayim pi Ruach Shinayim pi Ruach There it is And Elisha said Elisha Yahomer Elisha said Okay Shinayim pi Ruach we translate that in the Bibles, let, let therefore, therefore be a double portion of your anointing come upon me. What is he actually saying? Shinahim is very easy to say. It's the second, as like double, two, two times. It's like the number two, double portion. Piruach, that refers to the Holy Spirit on the prophet Elijah. The word P, P I, spelt in the Hebrew like if I spell it down in English here, uh, that word is directly connected to the prophetic office and power that wherein the prophet Elijah had been moving. Now he'd served him all those years. And he's done everything that's right. And let me tell you now, from the days of the tent, I had many opportunities to become obstinate because there were some things that were wrong in that place before I went in there with a Bible school. There are many things that were just not good. In those days, we're talking now, early days. And they were, they were shocking me because I'm very much into holiness and the fear of the Lord and, and integrity. That does, not, that does not go with me. So many things went wrong. And... Um, it directly affects the anointing of the Holy Spirit that you turn around one day and say, he's flat, he's flat. There's a very fine line here between this real spiritual man and the carnal Christian, the vleeslijke Christen. The spiritual man The natural man understands not the things of the Spirit of God because they foolishness unto him. But the spiritual man, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, judges all things, but yet he himself is judged by no one. If you ask me tonight, let me say this very clearly. The one thing nobody can take away from me is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It came at I don't want, there sits the woman that walked the road with me. Prayer, fasting, fasting again, fasting again. I remember that, that night with that lady, or that day, actually we went in Rudaput in the city there, we got into a lift and that woman, I won't mention names here, she got and she says, I'd just done a long fast, she says, because I'd been gone, like 40 days, I'd been gone. And so now it was in the sixth way, days, six weeks and I came out and went down there in town more than I had something to do, I don't know, to some government office at the time. She says, I pursue like yeah. But let me tell you something. I'll go to a very thin as a, rag, a rake, bony man who says, Come here, let me pray for you now. Then I would listen, and I have to be honest, to any speaker on this planet. If he is, how eloquent they may be, Billy Graham, anybody. I've, you know, Billy Graham said Bob Mumford is the best orator on the planet. I'd go to anybody, but if there's one Pentecost, let's say there was William Branham around, let's say Smith Wigglesworth was in town, he raised 14 people from the dead. You know what took me to the West Rand? when there was a miracle that took place and that woman was raised from the dead. I can't remember her name now, but there was a woman that's sitting in the wheelchair, not from the dead, she was in the wheelchair. And there was an ad here, there in Westin on, on a window, we went into the butchery there in Westin, and here's this ad that uh, this woman was standing next to the wheelchair, holding the wheelchair like that and smiling and waving, she came out of that wheelchair. Now, in those days, I don't need to tell you this, but God exploded all over me. Man, I tell you what, I would just, where can I get more information about this? Then one day, someone came to me and said, here's a book. This book is only available in Photostat. It's not in South Africa. It's been done by Otto Roberts University. It's a book by a man by the name of Edwin Harold Jr., and um, he said, but you can go and make a copy of it. I made a photostat. I didn't read it. I studied it. I studied every single one of those autobiographies. I wanted to know how they pray, how they minister, what was it that would come upon a minister, let's say William Branham in those days, that they would fill, you know, the horse racing circuit in Durban. They fill it like that. Why do you think the people poured down to the Jordan River with John the Baptist, A.L.M., William Branham, Oral Roberts, Smith Wigglesworth, Amy Semple McPherson, Maria Woodworth Etter, John Alexander Dowie. What happened there? Those old Pentecostals, and the best of the best, I still think was um, Dr. John G. Lake. If I look at them all, that's the one I would pick from them all, because that is unbelievably remarkable. He, he planted more church in a record time, churches in a record time in South Africa than anybody else. Those were the old Pentecostals, and here we are, and we don't know about it. Well, I got the book, and I photostat it, studied it, and it was this book by Edwin Harrell Jr., H-A-R-E-L-L, Edwin Harrell Jr. All things are possible. This book caused me to change direction concerning ministry forever. I don't want to hear the words, let's say Melchior. I don't want to hear the words of Melchior, but I want to know the power that goes with him. That's what Paul wrote. We don't want to know their words, we want to know their power. Because today, I heard some politicians. You know, just a person that actually is not a politician, but he's outside of the political world, and he becomes critical of the government, all of that stuff. You know, that goes on. The smoothest of speakers that you can imagine, Murray's flat, flatter than a pancake. So flat you can slide him through under the white line of a of a tar road, <laughs> and it's just going water, 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 water. The katabo shehei she sefiir. Namkeli lo shosefet ba kol shosefet ba'it, the kosh lefesh the kadamah. Adonai, Yeshua. On this planet, this gospel has been watered down to suit churches and denominations And people, chapters, pages, ignore it. I can tell you right now, if I pulled a couple of preachers on particularly some chapters of the Bible, let's just take the book of Revelation. I'll get them in a knot within less than two minutes. In fact, it would take me one minute. Get them completely confused. Because they don't know it. They don't know prophetic books, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Daniel. They don't know what goes on there preach how then can you say what's going to happen at the end of days my friend if you do not understand the prophetic word and moreover if the prophetic word doesn't come to you now the resident power is a thing that I need to maybe I need to wash that forward in a week But the resident power in one verse in the Bible blows you away. Where Paul lines the Christians up and he says, finally, my brethren. Now the story changes. In the Bible, 1 Peter 4, verse number 11, says these words. Now if any man speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. Let him speak as the oracles of God. That in the Old Testament has got a different meaning or more meaning to it. If you go to the root of what the word comes from. This is where I study. So, but in the New Testament, the oracle. In the Old Testament, Revelation. And maybe I just turn there now to show you this revelation and then I'm going to get down to ministering to the people. Okay. Psalm 34. Let me see. Uh, If I can find this word Let me see if I can find it. It's a Hebrew word, so I'm actually looking for a Hebrew word. How do you find my... my okay, I'll just leave it there because I don't want a page, page, page in front of you because this is Hebrew and it's not the English text. Paul says, an oracle from the Lord. An oracle. So what's an oracle in the Old Covenant? What is that? It is a still small voice or a whisper. That's what it is. It's right there. i give it to you next time. But it's a still small voice. Now, if anyone speaks, let him speak. By the oracles of God. That means, the speaker, my friend Rudolph. Tatu, Lebu, all of you, the speaker must be tuned in to the oracles to hear the still small voice. You see, they went through the wilderness. Some people stayed in the wilderness of their lives and died that way. They followed God, but they died in the wilderness. You see, you have to get the wilderness out of you. I said that again, you have to get the wilderness out of you. You want to hear from God, it's Pentecost time. If it comes to you in a still small voice, with authority and power, and you've been watching all the news, let me say this very clearly. Because as a man of God, I cannot be political. Because to me, every soul from the state president down to the man in the street, whoever it is, those souls are souls that God wants to save. All of them. I pray for everybody. I don't pray for any other standard, but the kingdom of God, that's it. God so love the world, not some people. All. So, if you watch the news and all the baddie, baddie, baddie stuff that you get on the newscast, it's about as dead as a doornail, that stuff. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Watch that for an hour and go into any day and you'll be in a bad mood. You be so negative, they can take you, put you in a full camera, and those, those slides can come out and be developed. Let me say, Negatif. such a negative. Yeah, put you in a camera, take you there, take a picture. And it'll reflect what the world is saying. I am not interested in politicians. I, you did, never, by the way, my savior never made a mention except they said that Herod wants to kill you he says go tell that fox that's what he called him send him this message and then he just called him a fox that was his only political remark he didn't say well you know what I'm part of this or that or the other but that's the Lord Jesus I'm the same I will not judge no man no matter from where they come from what nation of the world, whatever, I am zero. Racism does not exist in me because it is a curse and this nation needs to rid itself of that thing. Can you say, give the Lord a praise of it. If if you're politically minded, somebody sends me Anything politics or says this, look at this, what this one says there, delete. Not interested. You know, the word of the Lord says, oh yes, what does the word of the Lord say? You must go and you must see this verse. And I say, okay, what's this verse? Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Okay, but what does the word say? What does the, the verse say there? So, You have to get rid of the wilderness in your heart to get into the clarity of the still, small voice. You have to be, like Paul says, called from my mother's womb and separate. That means set apart for the Lord's use. If you see your life like that. If you don't pay the price of prayer and fasting, very quickly, No, you're innocent. But very quickly, people say, you're flat. Because we don't want to know the words, but the power. And that power is when Elijah turned and he said, you have asked a hard thing. Dear Lord, he's so right. So if the big shepherd... Of our souls. Had to go through certain experiences. So do we. If I see all of those men. I used to read all their biographies. Watch anything I could get on them. Read up, read up, read up. And then I would say okay fine. What are the characteristics of these men? I find everywhere anointing. Somewhere in the past. As far back as, as Jacob. The anointing that was. When he anointed a rock. Okay. King David was anointed. The prophet Elisha was anointed by Elijah. The kings, the prophets, the priests were anointed in the past. Here now is the time of the anointing of Little Falls Christian Center. Okay. And then the anointing in the future, you know, it's the, the resident anointing is going to go on eternally with you. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. You will never be Can I use a technical term? Uncoupled from the Holy Spirit because Christ is in you, the hope of glory. You have a thing called eternal life. Do you understand that? Now, when we move to the next step, that mystery verse that tells you all of it, you are moved to the next step. You say to yourself, how am I then here at the beginning of Pentecost? Where am I here at the beginning of Pentecost? If I had to get on any place, whether in the business world, the medical world, the engineering world, the, the world of whatever form of academy or study or equipping or whatever training or value, if I get up there, will I be flat? If you're flat, you'll keep the people for a minute or two or have you not come here when the Holy Spirit moves before you know it's 8 o'clock? How many of you have had that experience? You looked again, we're all at 8 o'clock. He said, then I pray for hours. More to carry me through on this one. Pray for hours. And do you know, you, you become aware of reality around you. You look on your watch and say, wow, I've gone through one and a half hours. It still happens to me. It happened to me this afternoon. You get so intense. When you seek the anointing, said Elijah, you've asked a hard thing. You get the double portion with a purpose. You'll be my disciples. But to get my witnesses, you get the double portion when you become... A spiritual man. And that would thrust you into the anointed office of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. No other way. And I can promise you, of all of these men of God that preceded me to this day and forward, not any of them were not men of fasting. They all fasted. Not any of them were prayerless. They all prayed. All of them were very heavily anointed. They made a big difference. The crowds came. The church, I close with these words. I used to have a slogan when we started in the tent. I say, I said this word, I put it as if, we actually did it in the record with advertising. We used to say, meeting the needs of the people by the power of God. That was my slogan. Those days, meeting the needs, not by my power, but by the power of God. I prayed for somebody this afternoon. Spoke to him. And I said to him now, I spoke it to you because he's going in for operation tomorrow. I said to him, You know, (laughs) if you believe in what I'm saying to you now, then understand this. If you believe in me, you're missing it. If you believe in Jesus and the word of the Lord I've given you now, you'll be healed. You'll be healed. So, If you were put on this platform tonight, would people say you're flat? I think it's time to give attention to that. Give the Lord a praise, I forgive What Band on the platform. The band comes on the platform. I think we need to stand up, give God a proper... Nobody here lost their their concentration. Everybody was in full concentration. But now, those who have, um, you know, spiritual arthritis... What's the worst stage, Doctor Dennis, of arthritis that you can get? But, huh? Stage four, You know, there's a worse one. There's called the spiritual one. You become like you said, like a chicken in the freezer. <laughs> or somebody swallows a broomstick. <laughs> Hallelujah. We saw those two. Where are you tonight? Are you flat? Or are you ready to be full of the Holy Ghost? Now, with that being said, I want all my pastors come forward, turn around towards the people and spread out. Because we're going to minister to the people tonight. And then I want all those who are being baptized to go to the back and get ready for the baptism. And we'll celebrate along with them. Tonight, I want you to give Jesus Christ a good praise offering. (laughs) Amen. Yeah, that's it. And tonight, I'm going down here and I'm laying hands on these men because I prayed that much. And yeah, I wouldn't say all the other things I had to do, but I did. And the Lord was there with me. Oh, yes. Come together, you two. Give me your hands. Now this time I want to give you your hands and the anointing comes upon your hands. The anointing comes upon your hands. Give me your hands, everybody. The anointing comes upon your hands now. It's like fire that burns. The demons don't like this, but it's like fire that burns. And you, Dr. Dennis, for you, a special anointing as you operate on people. And Jacques, it's like a fire that burns. I mean, George and Jacques, like a fire that burns on your hands. Like a fire that burns on your hands. And Tatu, like a fire that burns on you. Nobody can take the anointing away from you. None whatsoever. It's like a fire that burns. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with power. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, it's easy for me to do the impartation here because these men are all raised up. I think I am one of the, so fulfilled in this that the Lord God has helped me to raise up people of quality. As pastors, and here they are, they're now under the anointing. There's the cloud of the glory of the Lord, and for sure, here in the front. And we will pray. I have one more thing, and that's the last thing, and this bothers me. I can't tell you how many people said to me, You know, at home or there, you prayed for me, and then this happened, and this is the miracle. They don't come back and say, I've had a miracle. There's no testimony like that. But if they speak to you, they'll tell you that I've had this problem for years. I've had that many, many times. For years suffered of, let's say, arthritis. Suddenly, they healed. And uh, we need to give testimony of the Word that God heals people. Can you say amen? amen? Jesus said, go tell the people the good things that the Lord has done for you. So, while that is happening... Those of you wanting to start with the anointing, next Sunday night's the big night of the anointing. But tonight you feel you could be flat tonight. In Afrikaans, can kanful ye is no flat spiritually. Then it's time for the anointing and you. So, everybody, those who want to come forward, may come forward straight away. The pastors may flow in the ministry of the word, in the ministry of prayer and let the couples stay close together, always the couples together, and Maud and I will be around, and you just come out, and the rest of you, you can sit for a while, but then the band will let you get up, and and, uh, you can sing along, because the evening is not over. We have time. So let's move on and pray for the people that say, I need the anointing. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.